You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, folks, welcome back to Real Presence Live here in the Real Presence listening area. I don't know about you guys where you're listening, but as we are here in Aberdeen, it is snowy, it is windy, and it is cold. And I, for one, uh, am not that big of a fan of this kind of weather. Uh, But suffering is redemptive, as we've (laughs) talked about earlier. So when the wind and snow hit my face, I will say, Jesus... This is for you, and then probably say something under my breath that's not so nice. Wind but, and chill, bless the Lord. <laughs> mm-hmm, yes, wind and chill, bless the Lord, and ugh, and give me a give me a break. <laughs> anyway, but Chris Euler here with Sammy Murtha. Uh, what a great interview we had with Sister Rachel last last half. Uh, what a great gift to have her talk about John Paul II and going to the Arapagus of our times, right? But in order for us to give something. We have to be filled ourselves. We have to know the Lord ourselves. And so we're joined now with Jerry Winley Doust, and he's going to talk about uh, a book that he wrote, You Walked with Jesus, a guide to Ignatian contemplative prayer that helps us to come to know and love Jesus in a deeper way. So Jerry, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thank you. It's snowing here in Winona, too, Mm. where I am. Well, you're probably getting you're probably getting what we got last night, so enjoy it. <laughs> well, as much as the wind's blowing, you're probably getting the snow that fell over here. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can send it all over here, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't really want it. But yeah, we'll give it to you. You guys can take it. So, Jerry, uh, can you tell us a little, little bit about yourself before we dive into, about your, dive into your new book and what inspired you? Yeah. So I'm a dad, first and foremost. Uh, I've got five kids here in Winona, which I'm reminded of today because they're all home from school for the snow day. (laughs) Um, And my background is uh, really in journalism and pastoral ministry. I worked for St. Mary's Press here in Winona, uh, editing high school religion textbooks for uh, five years, and then uh, left that to be a stay-at-home dad, and uh, then started a small publishing house with uh, my former boss at St. Mary's Press called Grace Watch Media, and we produced uh, family uh, books for Catholic families uh, for about five years, and then uh, that was acquired by our Sunday visitor, and now I am uh, happily doing uh, some of the writing that I've always wanted to do, like this book. So That's incredible. So, as you mentioned your new book, could you tell us um, about your new book and what inspired you to write it? Yeah, so it's called Imagine You Walk with Jesus, A Guide to Ignatian Contemplative Prayer. And um, my previous published book before that was 77 Ways to Pray with Your Kids. Um, oh. which is di- yeah, that book with dynamic Catholic, and, yes. and so mm. we we in our house with our kids, um, we really believe in exposing our kids to a wide variety of prayer styles, um, not just the rote prayers that you memorize. I mean, those are great and everything, but our tradition has such richness 
to it. And of course, everybody's different in their relationship with God and um, uh, that personal conversation with God. Everybody has a different style. And so it made sense to us to introduce them to different ways of praying. And one of those ways is, of course, um, the different methods that St. Ignatius gave us, including like Lectio Divina, um, or what he called contemplative prayer, which isn't really contemplative prayer like we think of it normally, because normally when we talk about contemplative prayer, it means just really resting in God, right? Just clearing our mind and just resting in the peace of God. But in this case, imaginative prayer is more like, um, it's more like a meditation, kind of like when you're meditating on the mysteries of the rosary or you're meditating on the stations of the cross. If something God-related that you're focused on. And uh, so we tried this with our kids a little bit, and I really enjoyed it because I'm a creative person. I, I, I love that sort of sensory uh, storytelling type of prayer. And um, I wanted to learn more about it and uh, dive deeper into it. And uh, if you're a writer anyway, there's no better way to dig into something than to write a book about it. So uh, that's what I did. And my hope is that um, my hope is that it provides uh, sort of a step-by-step guide and framework for people who want to get into it. Um, and that's what it does. Yeah, and that sounds like an awesome opportunity for those of us who are, uh, for those people who are diving into that, like you said, desiring to come to learn what contemplative prayer is. And so, first off, why should we pray? And then secondly, what does contemplative prayer look like? Right, so um, why should we pray? Well, do you have an hour? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's a loaded question. But hey, just, yeah, if you were to skim that, what's like the very first and foremost reason? Why? You know, when we talk to our kids about this, we we say it's so important to pray, you know, in the morning, in the evening, as bookmarks to our day. And, and why? Because God is the source of our being, uh, as Paul says. Um, in Him we live and move and have our being. And uh, he's the source of our life and also our destination. And so uh, we want to check in with God every day so that we're, we're plugged into the source of our life and so that we know that we're uh, heading in the right direction. And I think, you know, on a practical level, um, both myself, my own experience, and this is what we've tried to teach our kids, Once you start that habit of checking in with God, you know, in the morning, in the evening, and then hopefully throughout the day as you need to, you sort of start to discern that things go so much better when you're you're, um, plugged into that relationship with God and when you're bringing that relationship uh, with God to the rest of your life. Um, So there's all sorts of reasons to pray. For me, I find uh, when things get stressful and busy, I, I really want to retreat even for five minutes and um, reconnect. And uh, it's amazing how it how well it works that you know God sort of 
holds my hand, you know, gives me a big hug and sort of calms me down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. And so, as we look at the catechism, right, CCC 2717, it talks to us that God speaks to us in silent contemplative prayer. So why is silence something that we should make time for in our lives? Well, I'm going to go back to, you know, how we've talked about it with our own kids a little bit. We were um, actually just a few weeks ago um, talking to them about uh, the importance of uh, silent prayer. And uh, to sort of illustrate this, I said, okay, now we're going to talk about uh, contemplative prayer. And I turned on the radio, our stereo in the background, getting onto one of the talk stations. I started talking about it. They're like, Dad, Dad, why do you have that radio on? I'm like, because this is what it's like. You can't hear me, can you, if there's all this other noise going on in the background. And uh, it's the same way with God. You know, if you're in a relationship with someone and you're always doing all the talking and you're never listening, then it's hard to hear what they have to say to you. It's hard to to, um, experience their presence fully. And so taking those times of silence and really making room for God to come in, um... In the church's tradition, there's there's this word kenosis. Kenosis just means this self-emptying that God did for us when God emptied himself and became human in the person of Jesus Christ. And we can mirror that, kind of emptying ourselves and letting God come into us in those moments of silence. Mm, that's incredible. Very, very good. I think, like, as we, as you reflect, I like that really tangible example that you gave your kids about this, um, this kind of this aspect of, like, the noise that we hear. And a lot of times, I feel like we encounter, you know, that we just go to talk to God kind of like a, it's a gumball machine. You know, you put in your quarter of prayer, you put in your 20 minutes of prayer, and you expect to receive something. Um, but you don't really know how to how to listen to him you just kind of talk at him and i think that's uh such a really good like such a beautiful thing what um as we just have a few minutes left here what kind of got you where where did this begin for you that it started to strike your heart with with imaginative prayer in particular yeah with imaginative prayer well i um i think about uh how i've always kind of leaned in this direction of um, more imaginative prayer. I had an experience when I was maybe five or six years old where I had a really vivid dream. And in this dream, Jesus was coming down the street, and Jesus was going to, like, come over and visit us at our house. And he was, like, dressed all like he was in the children's Bible that I had, you know, the pictures that they have. And he was coming down the street waving. And the dream was so vivid that I actually, I woke up and I kind of like expected that. <laughs> it was like looking out the window and everything. <laughs> and so I think of that as kind of a touch point of um, how this form of prayer, this imaginative prayer, allows us to um, meet Jesus in his incarnate state 
you know, kind of in the flesh, as it were, um, with the help of the Holy Spirit, and of course, always grounded in the scriptures. And uh, interesting things can happen when we, we when we enter the scriptures in this way, in sort of a physical, tangible way. And uh, I don't know if you want to get into a little bit about um, what that looks like. Yeah, we definitely can. We've got about 30 seconds till a break, but then after the break, I think that'd be awesome to dive into what that would look like. Uh, And so, uh, but as we're going into break, uh, we're here with Jerry uh, Winley-Doust talking about his book, Imagine You Walk with Jesus, A Guide to Ignatian Contemplative Prayer. And when we come back, we're going to talk about just what it all looks like. What does it mean to have imaginative prayer? What does it mean to dive into it and how we can get started? So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Have you ever known someone who has taken their own life? 50% of Americans have. I'm Father Chris Alar. For years, professionals have called the tragedy of suicide an epidemic, but we believe it has become a pandemic because more people in the world take their own life than die by all the wars or homicides combined. Do you know that there are more veterans who have killed themselves than were killed in the Vietnam War? And these numbers keep increasing, especially among the youth. And society doesn't help. Through misguided ways, such as shows like 13 Reasons Why, suicide has become glorified in our society. But there is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. All right, folks, welcome back to Real Presence Live. Chris Euler here. And Sammy Murtha. And we are on the line with Jerry Winley-Doust from Winona, Minnesota, talking about his book, Imagine You Walk with Jesus, A Guide to Ignatian Contemplative Prayer. So before the break, we were kind of talking about uh, about what inspired him to write the book, 
about silence, uh, about why silence is so important, um, and then about himself as well and how he kind of got into this. And now, as we were talking on the break a little bit, uh, we would like to do an example of what this kind of contemplative prayer looks like. So, Jerry, you ready? Yeah. So, All right. Um, should we walk walk through it? A yeah, bit? let's walk like, through what, it. What you would do? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and, and the example that we had kind of talked about on the break was from John chapter 4, the story of the woman at the well. Yeah. So just to recap that for anyone listening who may not be familiar with it, um, Jesus and his disciples are walking in Samaria, and they stop um, at this famous well um, that goes back to the time of Abraham, and the disciples go into town to get food, and uh, in the meantime, Jesus is is, uh, talking to this Samaritan woman who comes alone in the middle of the day to get water, and they have this intense conversation, and it ends up with... uh, uh, her running back to the town and saying, I found the Messiah. So that's kind of the background. So with imaginative prayer, um, the first thing you want to do um, is choose what scripture passage you're going to uh, use for your meditation. And in the book, there are 40 uh, different uh, excerpts that work well with imaginative prayer. But if you're doing this on your own, you would just look for something that's very physical and tangible. So not necessarily like the Sermon on the Mount. That would be good for like Lectio Divina. But we want to, St. Ignatius wants us to imaginatively enter into that space as if you were there. And that's kind of the whole conceit is like to be able to interact with Jesus and his followers as if you were there. Um, but bringing yourself into it. So you're looking for something physical like that. And then, as with all forms of prayer, you want to take a minute or two to just quiet down, silence yourself, um, and invite the Holy Spirit to um, guide you. And uh, Ignatius kind of has a a bit of a formula for how you do that. Um, And that's really key, because we're not just imagining like we would when we were kids making up stories and stuff where we're kind of the center of the world and we're creating the world around us, we're very intentionally asking the Holy Spirit to guide us. And then um, uh, we're also playing within the playground of the Scripture passage, so, so it's all rooted in Jesus and the Scripture. And then we would um, read the scripture passage um, once, twice, um, and uh, just let it soak in. And then after that, we would um, uh, do what St. Ignatius calls composition of place. So, like, let's have you give us some examples of, like, what would you imagine that would be like? Like, uh, what would you see if you were sitting there at the well? I'm asking you. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) If I was sitting at the well. Yeah. Just well, well. uh, I imagine, you know, just kind of a desert-ish landscape. 
Uh-huh. Not outside of the town, as we know, where Wells were. Uh, you know, we knew it was middle of the day, too, so the sun was hot. You'd look up, the sun would be high in the sky, and as Jesus is coming, I'd see some random guy. I guess, like, oh, who's this guy? You know? Yeah, and as a woman yeah. alone by the well, you'd almost, you'd start to feel kind of this, like, you'd start to feel kind of this uncomfortableness or maybe just, like, this fear of someone approaching, you know, at this time period being by yourself at the well, like, it'd be a more dangerous experience, so. Mm. Yeah. And that's, that's, those are good details. And in the book, part of what the book does is provide some of the uh, historical and geographical context. So when you said, well, it would be in a dry place, obviously, um, it was kind of up on a slope, and it's a few miles to the town, so you can kind of imagine um, Jesus is sitting there, and the woman's coming, and uh, they would be able to see, see each other from far off. Um, uh, and so there would be that anticipation of what was happening. But Ignatius would also want you to, like, imagine... Um, how do you feel? And we kind of skipped a piece here because an important part of composition of place is deciding whose perspective you're going to take when you do this uh, little imaginative prayer exercise. Hmm. So in this particular example, there's not a lot of choices unless you want to be Jesus, <laughs> which is what, kind of the point, right? So you're probably going to imagine yourself as a woman. Um, in other examples, you might choose to be another one of the disciples. In this example, you could be one of the disciples when they actually come to the well. Um, but let's just say that we're imagining we're the woman. You would want to be like, how am I feeling? What am I thinking? How does, how does the path feel under my feet? And Sam, just like you were saying, uh, um, What's going through my mind as I'm approaching? So you're really going into this person. And then what's, be- what's beautiful about imaginative prayer is Ignatius wants to bring us into conversation with Jesus. And so now you're kind of walking through that dialogue with Jesus from the perspective of this Samaritan woman. And you're kind of following the script in the Scripture passage, but eventually you're going to get to the point where you yourself are the one talking to Jesus. So when uh, Jesus um, is challenging the woman, give me a cup of water, um, you might actually start talking about what does that mean in your life? What does it mean for you to give Jesus a cup of water? And then at the end of the experience, um, St. Ignatius would ask us to do a recollection um, where we uh, think about what what is Jesus calling me to as a result of this experience, as a result of this encounter I've had with him, and what does this mean for my own life? So all total, it should take about 20 minutes from beginning to end. Well, that's pretty simple and easy, right, to be able to place yourself, and it only takes 20 minutes, and it's a way but to really dive deep into the Scriptures. Yeah, and I think it gives a really good permission to people of, you know, you can use your intellect, your will to participate in prayer that, you know, it's not, you can, um, in your humanity, you can enter into that with God. So I think that's a common thing that I hear from students is like, I think it's just in my head, but that's not necessarily a bad thing to 
use your imagination to partake in that prayer with the Lord is really beautiful. Hmm. Right, and that's the key with giving it over to the Holy Spirit, is just trusting that the Holy Spirit, you're giving the Holy Spirit permission to use your imagination. And so there is discernment that needs to go on about um, afterwards, and that's why you do the recollection afterwards. But, um, yeah, it does put it in a different framework, especially for those of us who might have more difficulty with just plain old silent contemplative prayer. It's very tangible, very Catholic. Yes, it is. It is very Catholic, right? We have that ability to grasp things in our wonderful faith. And so we're blessed to have had uh, Jerry Winley Doust on with us talking about his book, Imagine You Walk with Jesus, A Guide to Ignatian Contemplative Prayer. And you can find that book at Our Sunday Visitor Catholic Bookstore. If you go onto the Google, you type in Our Sunday Visitor Catholic Bookstore, and you typed in uh, the name of the book, or Jerry's name, you'll find lots of his books as well as this book as well. So, Jerry, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, we're grateful for you and for the work that you're doing to help help us all have resources to dive deeper into our relationship with Jesus. So, thank you. You, you bet. Stay warm, guys. Yeah, we do <laughs> as well. All right, we're going to toss it to, to Therese in the Fargo studios now for a preview of tomorrow's show. Yeah, thanks, Chris. So on the next Real Presence Live, that's Wednesday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Jack and Doreen Canelli are your hosts, coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Father Robert Keller from the Diocese of Fargo will talk about why we fast during Lent. And was the early church the Catholic church? How, how do we know? Joe Heschmeyer will be on to share more about this. All that And more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Wednesday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. All right. Thank you, Trez. Sounds like a wonderful show tomorrow, talking about the early church and why we fast. Some great gifts for us to help dive deeper into our faith and to come to know what it means to love the Lord. Sammy? What a good show. Yeah, that was wonderful. I feel like I learned so much, and there's definitely some books I want to look into. <laughs> I know. It's always a good It's always good to like you know have interviews with people who write books, but I find it to be expensive. <laughs> so, but we hope you guys all have a wonderful day out in our listening area. We hope you guys stay warm, uh, stay safe, uh, but most importantly, come to know the love of Jesus Christ. And so as we close today, let's close in a glory be, giving our day to the Lord and helping us uh, to love our neighbor better. In the name of the Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Happy Face Day of the Chair of St. Peter, everybody. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.